that cloth or butter by itself is dhautaha. So, dravyantara sammandhavina. So, without the sammandham, without the association with any other dravya, how that cloth is clean, white, and how it comes to be called, the, the, the cloth itself comes to be called as a painting on account of association with other materials or on account of superimposition of other things upon this cloth, that cloth alone comes to be called as painting. And so also Brahman, which is Swataha Chit, which itself, without association with any Upadi, is Chit or awareness, and that alone comes to be called Antaryami, on account of association with Maya or the causal body, and comes to be called Sutraatma on account of association with subtle body, and comes to be called Virat on account of association with gross body, the totality of gross, subtle and the causal bodies, and thus we have what we call the whole universe, which is variegated, like a variegated painting. It is just as it is cloth alone that comes to be called the painting, so also it is Brahman alone that comes to be called Jagat. It's a very beautiful illustration here. That what we call painting is really nothing but cloth in reality, with superimpositions of that stars and the lines and the paintings and the colors, and so also what we call the universe, is nothing but Brahman alone with the superimposition of causal, subtle and the gross bodies. <coughs> now continuing, Nanu Paramatmanaha Chittraparasthaniyatve Tadashritani Chitrani Vaktavyani Ityaha So now that a, an illustration is given, now you must complete all the different elements of the illustrations and the illustrated Nanu, the question, Paramatmanaha Chitraparasthaniyatve When Paramatma is presented here as in, in place of Chitrapata or that cloth, Tadashritani Chitrani Vaktavyani What are those Chitras or what are the various paintings or what are those various figures which are superimposed upon this just as different figures or forms and colors are superimposed upon the cloth so also, what are the, all those different forms which are superimposed upon Paramatma, which has been presented here as Chitrapata or that canvas? <coughs> that should be stated, because this Akansha evolves, this, this curiosity arises. When the whole creation is presented as a Chitrapata or as a painting, then question naturally arises. So what are all those different figures which are painted on this Paramatma, who is in the place of Chitrapata. And so that question is answered in the fifth verse. <coughs> Brahmadya Stamba Paryanta Pranino Trajada Ape Uttama Dhamabhavena Vartante Patachitravata Brahmadhyaha Stamapariyantaha Praninaha There are two, uh, basically, there are two uh, types of chitra or the two types of beings that we find in the creation. One is Praninaha and second is Jadaha. So we find in the creation sentient beings and inert things. So we find, so sentient beings range from Brahmadhyaha, beginning from Brahmaji, Stamba Paryantaha, right up to Stamba. Where Stamba is often interpreted as a post, but that is Stamba, but Stamba also happens to be the name of a small creature, like a blade of grass or some smallest possible creature is Stamba. So beginning from Brahmaji, right up to the smallest possible creature, they are all Atra Praninaha. In this, this, this uh, painting of the universe, the various Praninaha, the various living beings are this, ranging from Brahmaji right up to a small creature, Jadaha Api, and then we have those inert beings as well. Uttama Dhamabhavena Vartante Patachitravat. Patachitravat, just as in a, in a painting on a canvas, how we have different kinds of beings, there also we draw living beings like human beings, etc. And there in the painting also we draw such things as mountains and rivers and trees which are all inert. So there also we draw inert things 
as well as living beings and there is uttama adhama bhava there is that whole aspect of superiority and inferiority so some of them are exalted some of them are are are, are low in the status and similarly also in this creation we find uttama and adhama bhava that tartamya or that whole range of superiority and inferiority is found in this creation also <coughs> As the Tikagar explains, Atra, Atra means Paramatmani. Uttama Adam Bhavena Vartamanam Brahmadistam Pariyantam Chetanatmakam. So in the Chetana, there are Uttama Adam Bhava. Devutas are supposed to be Uttama, exalted species. The human being is supposed to be Madhyama, the middling ones. And all the animals and birds and all other insects, etc., are supposed to be Adama, the inferior. So superior and middling and the inferior just as this whole range of existence is found in the creation. So Brahmadhyaha, Brahmadhyaha represents the most exalted, the, the most exalted thing that we can imagine in terms of the power, knowledge, desire, everything, Ichcha Shakti, Jnana Shakti, Kriya Shakti, the totality of all that is called Brahmaji, the creator. So that is the most exalted being right up to a small creature which is perhaps the most inferior being and then we have a whole range of the living beings between them. Uttam Adam Bhavena Vartamanam Brahmadistam Pariyantam Chetanatmakam All that is Chetanatmakam That is all sentient of the conscious beings Those living beings Girinadhyadi Jadajatam Cha And just as in the painting we have Giri the mountain Nadi means river So we have mountains and rivers So in this painting of the universe also we find The mountains, rivers, etc which are all inert, jada-jatam. Jatam means a group, jada-jatam, the whole group of inert things. Cha chitrasthaniyam ityardaha. Pata chitravat, just as we find them in a painting, so also we find this whole, this whole range of beings, jada and chetana, in this universe. <coughs> Brahmadi jagataha, chetanasthaniyatve, karanam vaktum, drishtantamaha, what is the need for dividing the whole creation in these two categories of sentient and insentient or jada and chetana? It's because that samsara is for all the chetanas, the living beings, and the jada, like stones, rocks or mountains or rivers, they don't have samsara. And therefore it is necessary to distinguish this creation in these two categories or divide the creation in the two categories, sentient and insentient, because the samsara is only for the sentient beings. So, Brahmadi Jagadaha, Chetanasthaniyatve Karana Vaktum. Why this Jagat, beginning from Brahmaji, has this Chetanam? So, what is the reason why we call them? Why are these there? This Chetana. So, these living beings, why are they there? And why are you making this, this distinction between the sentient and the insentient? So, Drashtantamaha, the Drashtanta is being stated here. <coughs> In the sixth verse. Chitrarpita manushyanam Vastra bhasa prathak prathaka Chitra dharena vastrena Sadrusha ivakalpita Chitrarpita Manushyanam Like in an ordinary painting now we may have Manushya, living beings such as human beings We may have there perhaps some cows, you know, when children draw these things They draw this typical painting With some mountains, with the sun showing between the two mountains and the trees here and the river in between, you know And a few people standing there perhaps watching the sunrise And a dog here and there and some cows there, you know, typical picture so, there, Chittararpita Manushyanam, the, the human beings and other living beings also should be included in Manushya. So, by Manushya we should understand all the living beings. So, just as, but Manushya is specifically mentioned. Because Vastra Bhasaha, the human beings who are drawn in the painting, then we we'll make sure that we also draw the, their clothes. For cows, etc., we don't draw any clothes, but anyway, 
the idea is that's why he, he gives here the illustration of manushyana how do we have clothes and colorful clothes very often for the human beings and other living beings like the devutas etc which are drawn in a painting but are those real clothes you draw a human being there and draw the clothes for that human being the clothes which are drawn in the painting are they real clothes no they are not real clothes vastra bhasaha they appear like clothes but they are not real clothes protect protect how for every human being that is shown there we separately draw the the clothes there every human being is clothed and depending upon the imagination of the child well different men will be you know will be endowed with different kinds of clothing so is a child a young man or old man or woman what it is so prasak prasak chitradharana vastrena sadushaha eva kalpitaha however when you look at the painting what conclusion do we draw we feel that the clothes that are worn by these people in the in the painting are real clothes so when you look at the painting and the idea that is conveyed is that these men or all these people are wearing real clothes chitra dharana vastrana sadushaha you know which is the real cloth the chitra aadhara that which is the support of the chitra of the painting namely canvas so that's the real cloth and of course by that's the reason why they apply the stars etc to make it a suitable surface for painting but the real cloth is which one see so why he has given the whole illustration of chitra chitra pata pata means cloth so that's a real cloth however the clothes which are painted there are not real clothes but they are like clothes <coughs> so chitra dharana vastrana sadushaha eva kalpitaha all the clothes which different people are wearing them they are thought to be the the, the real clothes like the cloth that is the aadhara or the support of this painting this is the tikakara yasa chitre likhitanam manushyaad shariranam eva nana varano petaha vastra visheshah likhyante interesting thing is also that when we draw, draw goats and cows and donkeys in that painting we don't don't draw any clothes or more than that when we draw mountains and rivers we don't draw any clothes because mountains don't need clothes because they're jada so the inner thing is therefore they don't need any clothes while the people which we draw we must draw clothes there because they need it you know so that's why he gives the illustration of manushyanam yatha chitre likhitanam likhitanam means those are likhitanam means drawn so lekhanam lekhanam means drawing likh means to draw or write likh means to write so lekhanam means writing or drawing so yatha chitre likhitanam manushyaad shariranam just as all the different bodies such as human beings they are drawn there in the in the painting nana varano petaha vastra visheshaha likhyante how the painter draws variety of clothes having different colors nana varano petaha vastra visheshaha vastra visheshaha different kinds of clothes because men will wear one kind of clothes women will wear different kinds of clothes and the colors also will be different so likhyante how different clothes with different colors are drawn there and when we look at the painting we feel that these are real clothes but they are not real clothes what is the real cloth it says stage sheetadi anivarakatvad vastravasah eva so what is vastram sheetadi nivarakam vastram so that which can protect us from heat and cold so sheetadi from cold etc that is called vastram so therefore this will be called vastram which i have wrapped around the body because it protects me from cold etc or achadakam that which encloses or covers something is called clothes however the people the clothes that the people are wearing in that painting they don't really cover anything what has got the quality of covering and protecting from cold etc is that cloth which is the basis of the painting that's a real cloth because that has the quality or the characteristic of covering something as well as protecting you from cold etc but the clothes which are drawn on the people they are not real clothes because they cannot really cover anything nor can they 
protect anyone from cold, etc. And even then, they appear to be real clothes. Therefore, they are called Vastrabhasaha. Vastravat Abhasade iti Vastrabhasaha. Vastravat Abhasade, Vastravat Bhasade. That which appears like Vastra is called Vastrabhasaha. So, Vastravat Pratiyamanaha, Vastrabhasaha. That which appears like Vastra or a cloth is called Vastrabhasaha. <coughs> so, here he introduces the concept of Abhasa. That which appears to be real, but is not real. When would we call a vastra real? Only when it is sitadi nivarakam. Only when it can protect us from cold, etc. And even though those clothes worn by the people in the painting do not really protect, provide the protection against cold, etc. And still we take them to be real. So in spite of not being there, those which appear to be real are called abhasaham. So reflection also is called abhasa because a person is not there and even then he appears to be like a person, a reflection. Therefore, reflection also is called abhasa. <coughs> so this is the drashtanta, darshtantika maha. The same idea is now explains the reference to darshtanta. That which is illustrated, namely the jagat, <coughs> says the seventh verse. Prasak Prasak Chida Bhasaha Chaitanya Dhyasta Dehinam Kalpyante Jeeva Namanaha Bahudha Samsarantyami Prasak Prasak Chidabhasaha Chaitanya Dhyastadehinam Kalpyante Jeevanamanaha So Chaitanya Adhyastadehinam Chaitanya means consciousness Adhyasta superimposed Dehi means different bodies So different living beings rather So Dehi means the one who possesses a Deha is called Dehi And so the different living beings such as devatas, human beings and all the animals etc. they are called dehis. All of these are in fact superimposed upon chaitanya or consciousness. So kalpyante, all of them are imagined with jivanamana, all of them are called jivas. So just as those clothes which are painted upon the people are taken to be real clothes and so also all the living beings which are really superimposed, painting is superimposition. So how a superimposition of a color, how that creates the appearance of a real cloth, you know, and so also by superimposition upon Paramatma, we have as though all these real conscious beings, such as devatas, human beings, these animals, etc., and therefore they are called Chidabhasaha. Really, these bodies, which are superimposed, these bodies are all inert, they do not have consciousness, and even then, they appear to be, they appear to be conscious as though. And so, therefore they are called Chidabhasaha. <coughs> so, Prasak Prasak Chidabhasaha, as the Tikagar explains, Evam Paramatmani Aropitanam Devadinam Shariranam Eva. So, Chaitanya Dhyasta Dehinam, that compound is explained in this manner. Chaitanya is Paramatma. So, Chaitanya Adhyastanam Dehinam. Chaitanya means Paramatmani, in Paramatma. Adhyasthana means Aropitanam, those which are superimposed upon the Paramatma. Dehinam, Devadinam, Shariranam, Eva, Jeevanamanaha, Chidabhasaha, Pratyekam Kalpyante, Na Parvatadinam. So this Chidabhasa, just as we draw clothes only for the people in the painting, and so also we, we imagine this Chidabhasa or Jivatvam only for the living beings. So in this painting of the world also, the Jivatvam or the Samsara is for whom? Only for the living beings and not mountains, etc. Because they undergo the process of what we call birth and death or Samsara. And so we don't draw clothes for mountains. And so also there is no Chidabhasa in mountains, etc. <coughs> so Evam Paramatmani Aropitanam, Devadinam, Shariranam, Eva, Jeevanamanaha. Jeevanamanaha means Chidabhasaha. Jeevanamanaha. 
So those which are called jiva means chidabhasaha pratyekam kalpyante. Just as we draw separate clothes for separate persons in the painting, and so also there is a separate chidabhasa for every living being. For human beings, devatas, animals, creatures, for each living being there is a separate chidabhasa. What is chidabhasa is explained in footnote number one. Chetana lakshana rahidatve sati yas chetanavad bhasade sa chidabhasa hai. Chetana lakshana rahidatve sati in spite of being devoid of the characteristic of consciousness, yes, chetanavat bhasade, that which appears like conscious, so one who is not, who does not possess consciousness, but which one who appears to be conscious is called chidabhasa, because, so, chetanavat pratiyamanaha chidabhasa, that which appears like conscious is called chidabhasa, like a reflection, as you said, appears like a person. And so jiva also appears to be conscious. And so for all these dehas like devatas etc. we imagine different chidabhasaha, one for each one of this deha. Na parvatadinam, however for mountains, rivers etc. there is no chidabhasa because they do not have samsara. Tesham tatkalpane karanamaha. Tesham is footnote number two says Devadinam tat kalpane chidabhasa kalpane karanamaha. What's the need for imagining uh, this chidabhasa? Why do we say that only these living beings have chidabhasa and the inner things do not have chidabhasa? Chidabhasa means reflected consciousness. And it's our experience that the living beings are those where the consciousness is reflected. So this antahkarana of the mind has a very unique characteristic of reflecting consciousness. And therefore mind becomes conscious as though on account of the reflection of consciousness, just as water has the characteristic of reflecting sun. And therefore the water also appears shining on account of reflection of the sun. And so Santahkarana of the mind has a unique characteristic of reflecting consciousness. And therefore, mind also appears to be conscious. When we say reflecting consciousness, do not imagine mind as separate from consciousness. Although in the illustration of reflection, the sun is separate, the water is separate, and the reflection, there is a distance between them. But that is not what is intended when we give the illustration of reflection with reference to chidabhasa or reflected consciousness. We do not mean to say that consciousness is in one place and mind is in another place and there is a reflection and things like that, that's not the intention. Because Atma or consciousness is everywhere. But still, that illustration is helpful in as much as how the reflection is conditioned by the medium of reflection. This reflection of Pratibhimba is always Upadhi Pratipakshi, prati, you know, Upadhi uh, uh, Pakshapati. So whatever are the characteristics of Upadhi, the reflecting medium, they become the characteristics of the reflection. If the water is dull, then the reflection appears to be dull. If the water is moving, well, the reflection also appears to be moving. And that is the idea, that the sun, which is otherwise motionless, appears to be moving when water moves from one place to the other. Or sun, which is standstill, or stationary, changeless, motionless, appears to be restless, if the water surface is restless. The sun which is bright appears to be dull if the water is dull. And how therefore the limitations of the reflecting medium are superimposed upon the reflection and that's the purpose that that model serves. And so what is intended is only this aspect of the reflection model as to how the reflection becomes conditioned by the reflecting medium, how it gets to be limited by the reflecting medium and similarly also the consciousness is as though reflected in the antahkaranam in the mind and therefore it becomes of the size of the mind alone. So mind is small or insignificant, that reflection also becomes insignificant and therefore the jiva finds himself to be an insignificant entity. If the mind is disturbed, I find myself to be disturbed. If the mind is dull, I find myself to be dull. And thus all the different limitations of the characteristics of the mind are found to be in the jiva and therefore this illustration of reflection is very useful.
but no duality or a distance is intended between atma and the mind <coughs> but that chidabhasa kalpana also is for the living beings tesham devadinam tat kalpane chidabhasa kalpane karanam aha what's the reason why you subscribe or ascribe rather this chidabhasatvam or jivatvam to devas etc human beings living beings and not to mountains etc because Bahuda samsaranti ami ami dhis ami jivaha devataryang manasyadi sharira praptya bahuda samsaranti these jivas like devatas etc so beginning from devata is right up to the creature on account of assuming different bodies samsaranti they keep on moving in the samsara from one birth to another birth <coughs> so devataryang manasyadi so all kinds of one jiva can attain any kind of body by good actions he can become devata and if he doesn't conduct himself properly he can become tijak animal also and again come back to human form when certain balance of the karma is achieved bahuda samsaranti in various ways this people samsaranti samsaranti means a move they keep on traveling traveling from one situation to another na paramatma however paramatma is no samsara for Paramatma. Just as the reflection moves from one place to the other when actually the water that moves but the sun does not move and so also what moves is all this this the subtle body that moves from one situation to another. From the, the body of the Devata the same subtle body may move into the body of a human being and again it may move into the body of a creature or a small insect but Paramatma does not move. The movement is always in the subtle body. It looks as though the Atma is moving, but that is not the case. Atma tasya nirvikari tvat. Since Atma is nirvikari, is motionless, changeless, and therefore there is no samsara for Paramatma. Samsara is only for Chidabhasam. There is no restlessness in the sun or the moon. Restlessness is in the reflection. There is no movement in the moon. The movement also is in reflection in the same manner. <coughs> the abhipraya heaven B is missing there. Just nirvikarutvat iti abhipraya hai. Before praya hai, you should add one B. <coughs> Nanu sarvevadina hai. Vaidikaha laukikasya atmaheva samsara hai tivadanti. Tatrakim karanviti asankya agnana meva karanviti sadrushtanta maha. Again, question. Sarve Vadanaha, all these different contenders. Vaidikaha, Laukikascha. There are so many philosophers. Vaidikaha, even some of them who are faithful to the Vedas. But those who have not understood the Tatpari of the Vedas, even they. Laukikascha, and all the laymen, common people who have not studied the Vedas, do not have the samskara of the Shastras. They. Atmanaheva samsara hiti vadanti. Like the Mimamsakas believe that Atma is samsari and therefore he must go to heavens. So Nayayakas also believe that Sukha Dukha Ragadvesha all of this belong to Atma. And therefore many people who accept the, who are Vaidikas, meaning who accept the Vedas as Pramanam, they also have come to, come to this conclusion that samsara or the transmigration belongs to Atma. Because they have not understood the Tatpari of the Vedas. And Laukikaha, of course, the common people think that samsara belongs to Atma because still everybody asks, Swami, what happens to Atma after after listening to Vedanta for three years? For, I mean, at least after ten days of yajna, you know. Then when you invite these questions, very often we hesitate to have a question answer session because it is so depressing. After <laughs> after talking for ten days, you think that you have done an excellent job of communication and everything else, and people also appear to be so, you know. Uh, engrossed in your talk and understanding everything and then the, the expressions of face also reveal that they understood everything. And when they ask the questions, it is very depressing, you know. So, uh, you feel there is something wrong. Of course, in you, because you have not been able to communicate even the fundamental things. So then, this is a standard question that what happens to Atma after death? Where does it go? Swamiji, my mother used to say, when my father passed away, when I used to remember my father, my mother used to say, No, don't keep on remembering him because the Atma will feel very unhappy or sad if you remember him. 
Swami, my mother said the Atma becomes sad and everything else. So what happens to Atma? Regardless of what Swami said. You see, what happens is that that samskara which is that another thing. That what you heard from a grandfather or from mother, that remains, you know, I mean, embedded in your memory, and that doesn't go somehow in spite of listening to uh, uh, Vedanta. So when people listen to Vedanta, they always fit this, what they listen in the same picture which they have in their mind, and if it fits well and good, if it doesn't fit, then they discard some of the things from the talk. And so at the end, the same questions are there, you know. So Laukikaha, obviously, uh, the one who, those who have never given thought to the life, those who have not been exposed to the scriptures, they will definitely believe that samsara belongs to Atma because it's a matter of experience that I am a samsari. So, if, what is the reason why all of these people believe that samsara really belongs to Atma? You say that samsara belongs to Chidabhasa. You say that samsara does not belong to Paramatma, belongs to the reflected consciousness, namely Jivatma. While everybody thinks that samsara really belongs to Atma or Paramatma, Tatra Kim Karanam says footnote number one, Tatra Atmanah eva samsara kalpane ityashaya Atmanah eva samsara kalpane Kim Karanam. What's the reason why people think that samsara belongs to Atma? Ityashankya, with this question, the answer is also given, Ajnanam eva Karanam iti sadrushtantamaha. It is ignorance which is the cause. And that also is being illustrated, said here with an illustration. <coughs> the eighth verse. Pastrabha sasthitam varanam Yadvadadhara vastragam Vadantyagnyastatha jiva Samsaram Chidgatam Viduhu Vastrabhasas Thitam Varanan Yadvad Adhara Vastragan Agnyaha Vadanti So when you look at the painting, then we find different the clothes, people wearing different clothes of different colors. And what do we say? This colors belong to the clothes worn by the people. In fact, those colors belong where? Those colors belong to the main cloth which forms the basis of the painting. So, in fact, the colors which belong to that cloth are thought to belong to the clothes worn by the people. See, this is... So, Yadvad Adharavastragan Varanan Vastrabhasasthitan Agnyaha Vadanti Yadva just as Adharavastragan Varanan Varanan means colors Adharavastragan which are Adharavastra means what? That Chitrapata So Chitradharam that which is the Adhara or the support of the painting is the canvas So just as the colors which in fact belong to that canvas people think that Vastrabhasasthitan Varanan that those colors in fact belong to the vastra or the clothes worn by the people. So when we look at the painting, then what do we think? We think that the colors actually, because we think that the, normally the cloth is always white and then it is painted. Later on, perhaps they must have come up with all the colored clothes, etc. But originally the cotton is white and I guess in the olden days they must be painting their clothes also. So when you, when you see a real person wearing clothes, then you know very well that the color actually belongs to the cloth or the color is, is is something that is applied to the cloth worn by this person. And similarly also when we see a painting, in the painting we see different people wearing different clothes of different colors. So we immediately conclude that the colors which you find in the painting belong to the clothes worn by those people. Whereas really those colors belong where? Belong to the canvas. So that which belongs to canvas it's thought to belong to the clothes. That's called atasmin tadbuddhi. The thing that belongs to one place is taken to belonging to another place. Agnyaha vadanti. Only ignorant people who do not know the secret of this painting, they think that the colors, the colors really belong to the clothes worn by the people. Tatha, in the same manner, jiva samsaram chitgatam viduhu. And so also, samsara belongs to jiva. Samsara belongs to Chidabhasa, 
एंड अज्ञा चिदगतम विदु जीव जीव संसारम जीवगत संसारम चिदगतम विदु दिग्नोटिंगलीवन and similarly also the the samsara that belongs to the jiva people think that it belongs to chit or the consciousness that would have been a proper thing but actually the colors don't belong to the clothes colors in fact are painted upon the canvas so colors which are painted upon the canvas we think that they actually belong to the clothes put on by the people and similarly also so the idea is only atasmin tat buddhi what belongs to one place is taken to belong to another place and similarly also samsara that belongs to jiva is taken to belong to chit or atma and that is called aviveka so it is a agnyaha vadanti agnyaha is what ignorant people and vadanti is what viparita buddhi so the ignorance is expressed in the form of atasmin tat buddhi or aviveka or viparita buddhi the ignorance is expressed as the error or the false notion and here also the ignorance of the true nature of the atma results into this notion that samsara belongs to atma whereas in reality samsara belongs to jiva there <coughs> was the need, what's the reason why you did not imagine the chida bhasa or the reflected consciousness for mountains and rivers etc then that's being said in the next verse गिरीनद्यादीना चित्रस्थ वस्त्राभासो न लिख्यते सृष्टिस्थ मृत्तिदीनाभासस्थान चित्रस्थ पर्वतादीना जस्ट एस माउंटेन रिवर एक्सेट्रा दट वी फाइंड द पेंटिंग वस्त्राभासो न लिख्य जस्ट एस नो बडी बॉदर्स टू क्लोथ दम सो नो बडी बॉदर्स टू ड्रॉ क्लोथ द गार्मेंट्स फॉर माउंटेन्स रिवर्स एक्सेट्रा इन अ पेंटिंग वाय प्रयोजन अभावाद बिकॉज दे डू नॉट सर्व एनी प्रयोजनम पर्पज सो वॉट्स द पर्पज ऑफ ए गार्मेंट वॉट्स द पर्पज ऑफ ए क्लॉथ इज टू प्रोटेक्ट मी फ्रॉम कोल्ड एक्सेट्रा or to cover something a mountain doesn't require to be protected from cold river does not require to be protected from cold and therefore we do not bother to draw clothes for them the cows also here they don't require to be otherwise cows in india if they are brought here they poor things would have really clothed you know they would need woolen clothes these cows are defined here don't have any clothes because the skin is such that they don't require to be protected even from this cold and therefore you don't bother to cloth them so you don't go around and covering everything unless some purpose is to be served <coughs> since no purpose is served by clothing or covering mountains etc with clothes therefore we in the painting also we don't do and so also srishtistha mrittikadinam is srishtistha so the srishti means is creation mrittika means clay etc So clay and the rocks, etc., that we find in this creation, which are inert things, kidaabhasah tatha na likhyade na kalpyade, and so in, we do not imagine, or there is no need for assigning a kidaabhasah or reflected consciousness with respect to such inert objects as chairs and tables and, and rocks and clay that we encounter in this creation, because it would not serve any purpose, because the chair does not have samsara, the table does not have samsara, the rock does not have samsara. Sometimes we wonder 
and we like that, you know. Sometimes you feel jealous of a rock, you know, sometimes Swami used to describe. So this fellow is so sad, he's sitting beside a rock and looking at the rock. How happy this rock is, you know, but there's no sadness at all. You are perspiring with 110 degrees and you know, there those water buffaloes find water someplace. And they don't require any clean water or whatever it is, there should be water, liquid, that's all. And they quietly go and sit there. They should be happy. And we feel that, how nice would it be to become a buffalo, you know, because there is no samsara at all. And so, since there is no samsara for them, I mean for rocks, etc., buffalo has samsara, but then we think it doesn't have samsara. The camels, for example, they also seem to be happy in their own world. But the Chidabhasa is not assigned to such inert objects because they do not have samsara. So, prayojan abhavat. So, Chidabhasa is associated only with living beings and not with inert objects. <coughs> Thus, the whole painting is described. The Jagat Chitrapata is being described in this manner. So, that's all. This is how far the illustration goes. So, the purpose of illustration is to compare how the chitrapata or that canvas is the very substratum, which is changeless, upon which we paint. Even another illustration would be like a blackboard, you know. So a blackboard is also a very beautiful illustration of a substratum, which becomes a substratum of all the various uh, various creations. So they say like a, there is a classroom here, and different teachers come to the classroom. The students are sitting in the same class, and different teachers come. Here comes first the uh, English teacher and he comes and writes on the blackboard various names and various spellings and various, uh, you know, uh, authors, etc. He writes that. This whole world of literature is created on the blackboard. Then comes the history teacher. He wipes the whole thing out and then has another creation of history. He starts all with the trees, you know, of Babar and the Akbar and the Birbal, Humayun and Akbar and all, all sorts of things, you know. And all these, the whole tree, the history, you'll find that. So the same substratum now, the whole creation is different. Then comes the geography teacher, he wipes everything clean and his own world of mountains and rivers and the crops and all kinds of things. Again another teacher comes, algebra, he wipes it out and draws it another world. How that substratum, namely blackboard, remains totally changeless and still supports all these changing creations and so also a chitrapata or a canvas can be very often used again and again, you know. They wash it again. That's why it says dhauta. Dhauta means washed. So if the colors are only water colors, you can wash the thing. Sometimes we do that. We don't do, some other people do. You see, when we have these public talks, then often we display banners. So on this, uh, on this piece of cloth, which may be like uh, one meter by three meters or something like that, you write all kinds of things, you know, Adhyatma Vidyamandir, Swami Vidyatmananda, whatever it is, then you display this banner. And if you forget to draw, to make holes in this banner, that banner will not be there for more than a day. There are people waiting for the banner. It's cloth. And therefore, no sooner you display it there, up there on the, on the street someplace, at night, some people come and quietly remove that. And in three days, they become the pyjamas of many people, you know, because <laughs> they wash them. And then all these colors go away, and then they can be used again. Or, what we do is, we, that's why we drill holes, we make holes in there. That's the reason why people want to incense you to take it away. Next year, they will wash our people, you know, and then ask the painter to draw something else. And so the same class becomes the substratum for a variety of creations. And so also Brahman becomes the substratum of this variety of creation of the whole universe, consisting of sentient and insentient beings, where the sentient beings are samsaris, undergoing different tense migrations, while the inner beings do not have samsara. Thus, the universe that we experience is presented here in the form of this illustration of Chitrapada. <coughs> now, evam atmani aropitasya samsarasya jnanivartyatva siddhaye tan mulabhutam avidyam aha evam in this manner 
ఆత్మని ఆరోపిత సంసార అది సంసార మీన్స్ లైఫ్ ఆఫ్ లిమిటెడ్ ఎగ్జిస్టెన్స్ విచ్ సూపర్ ఇంపోస్డ్ అపాన్ ది ఆత్మ బికాస్ ద బాడీ ఇస్ టేకన్ టు బి ఆత్మ అండ్ దర్ ఫర్ ఆల్ ద లిమిటేషన్ బాడీ ఆర్ టేకన్ టు బిలాంగ్ టు ద సెల్ఫ్ అండ్ దర్ ఇస్ సంసార నా హౌ టు ఎలిమినేట్ ది సంసార జ్ఞాన నివర్తిత్వ సిద్ధే వాట్ యూ కాల్ సంసార ఇస్ ప్యూర్లీ ప్రొడక్ట్ విజ్ఞానన్స్ దట్స్ వైట్ సైడ్ అర్లియర్ పదంది అజ్ఞా దట్ సంసార ఇస్ నథింగ్ బట్ అవివేక ఆర్ విపరీత బుద్ధి అతస్మిన్ తద్ బుద్ధి what belongs to one place is taken to belong to another place and all the limitations that belong to the body are supposed to be are taken to be limitations belonging to atma and that alone is samsara and that error arises only from ignorance and therefore samsara is that which can be eliminated by knowledge this proven here how on account of ignorance this samsara arises and how therefore it can be removed or eliminated by knowledge so gnyanevartyatva siddhe to establish the fact or arrive at this or prove that the samsara can be gnana nivartya meaning that which can be eliminated or removed by gnanam or knowledge tan mula bhutam avidyam aha now the author shows here tan mula bhutam means samsara mula bhutam avidyam that avidya or ignorance is samsara mula bhuta mula is the root or the cause so ignorance is the root cause of the samsara that is first stated and when you show that samsara only only arises from ignorance once that is proven then it is clear that samsara can be removed only by knowledge it can be removed by knowledge and only by knowledge otherwise something else avirodhitaya karma na vidyam vinivartayet vidya vidyam nihantyeva tejas timir sangavat atmabodha said that avirodhitaya this karma is not opposed to ignorance therefore karma or action cannot eliminate samsara however vidya avidyam nihantyeva there is knowledge that is opposed to ignorance and therefore it destroys tejah timir sangavat just as a light eliminates darkness and so also knowledge eliminates ignorance so every vedantic teacher first thing that he will do and every vedantic teacher must do this is to first of all what they call the whole scope you know is what is the nature of problem and you must spend whatever time that is necessary in defining the problem that ajnanam is the problem or whatever problems we do encounter all of them originate merely from ignorance and ignorance of the true nature of myself or true nature of the creation so not knowing the true nature of the self which creates therefore the the errors or misconceptions about the self so that alone is the cause of samsara and nothing else samsara is not because i am poor or because i am a man or i am a woman or i am an american or i am an indian or whatever i am there is no cause at all for samsara the only cause is ignorance and the error that ignorance causes that should become very clear and that we should make very clear to our listeners otherwise vedanta doesn't have any doesn't have any place at all therefore this teacher also first make sure Makes sure that we understand that the cause of distance migration is ignorance alone. So, jnana nevartyatva siddhaye. Then alone he will be able to establish how samsara can be eliminated merely by knowledge. And then he will go on expounding this whole process of vichara. So, only if the knowledge can eliminate samsara, that vichara has a place. Because vedantasa vicharena jayate jnana muttamam that knowledge arises only by the vichara or inquiry on the meaning of the vedanta or upanishad so therefore vichara is only means to generate knowledge anywhere so first of all samsara which we experience its cause is avidya ignorance and that ignorance can go only by knowledge and knowledge can only be generated from vichara and vichara requires vedanta and therefore vedanta that's how we establish the need and absolute uh, indispensability of vedanta satan mula bhutam avidyamah vivastan versus how ignorance is the root cause of samsara samsara paramartho yam sanlagna swatma vastuni 
संसारो नात्मस्तुनोधो भविद्यात सौ विचारण आत्मा भाषस्य जीवस्य संसार है आत्मवस्तु नोध है दिस नॉलेज सिंपल नॉलेज दैट आत्म आभासस्य मीन्स चिदाभासस्य इत्यर्थ है सो हियर चिदाभासस्य जीवस्य जीव इसको आत्मा भाष आत्मा लोन स्थित और अवेयरनेस एंड जीव हु इज वॉट वी कॉल द रिफ्लेक्टेड कॉन्शियसनेस और कॉन्शियसनेस कंडीशन बाय माइंड वन स्वतंत्रकरण अवच्छिन्न चैतन्यम जीव है दैट कॉन्शियसनेस दैट इज कंडीशन बाय द माइंड इज कॉल जीव है तो जीव हुट कंडीशन कॉन्शियसनेस तस्य संसार है संसार ऑफ द ट्रांस माइग्रेशन ऑफ सफरिंग बिलोंग्स टू हिम न आत्मस्तु न इट डज नॉट बिलोंग टू आत्मा इति बोध है सिंपल नॉलेज दिस अगेन कॉज फॉर आत्मा अनात्मा विवेक है वॉट बिलोंग्स टू अनात्मा एंड वॉट बिलोंग्स टू आत्मा and so all the pleasure and pain heat and cold honor and dishonor all of these are there even if you accept they are there they belong to because it really honor and dishonor also cannot be defined as such what a particular behavior is called honor or dishonor but suppose you accept that there is honor and dishonor suppose you accept there is sadness suffering everything is there then to know that all of that belongs to chirabhasa hai it belongs to the jiva or really belongs to antahkarana and therefore on account of identification and tahkar of the mind it belongs to the ego the individual or the jiva doesn't belong to atma in spite of the jiva suffering this pleasure and pain atma remains totally untainted because there is no association there is no relationship at all between atma and jiva in that sense this is image is in no way connected with reflection and therefore all kinds of difficulties or all kinds of limitations and restlessness that we see in reflection do not in any way affect the image and so also whatever samsara there is it belongs to jiva meaning basically it belongs to antahkaranam on the account of identity with antahkaranam of the mind it then belongs to the one who is identified with the mind and not to the atma iti bodha this bodha the knowledge bhavet vidya so that is called vidya so you see that there is this opposed to avidya so vidya is what avidya virodhi is called vidya so agnyana virodhi gnanam avidya virodhini vidya that which is opposed to ignorance is called knowledge <coughs> because samsara hai paramarthoyam swatmavastuni sanlagna hai ayam samsara hai swatmavastuni sanlagna hai this samsara belongs to atma this is called vidya samsara belongs to jiva and not to atma there is called vidya that's all iti bodha bhavet vidya labhyate asav vicharanat and that's going to require vichara or an inquiry into the true nature of atma into the true nature of samsara it also require an understanding of what exactly do we mean by samsara that birth and death and suffering etc it belongs where it can only belong to that which is available subject to birth and subject to that it belongs to the body belongs to the mind it cannot belong to atma therefore it is going to need vichara or inquiry into the nature of the self the nature of the jagat the nature of samsara and all of that so asav bodha hai vicharanat labhyate this knowledge is attained or acquired by vichara by inquiry <coughs> okay
వ్యోమవ్యాప్తేహాయ దక్షిణామూర్తే నమః శాంతి 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 హరి ఓ